Hey everyone, welcome to JoJo's World. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, good morning, and good afternoon. That's most of the times. It's not all of them because we did skip brunch, but I'm willing to bet most of our meals would be contained within those times. I'm Skip Brunch, one of your co-hosts. And I'm not Skip Brunch, the other one. I'm Liam co-host. S. Smith. And I'm Nick Ballantyne. And this is JoJo's World, our JoJo's Bizarre Adventure recap and discussion podcast, where we are eagerly awaiting further details on the air date of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure <gasps> Part 6, Stone Ocean, <gasps> starring Jolene Cujo as Ooh. herself. <laughs> You mean the voice actress, Jolene Cujo? No. Oh. But until then, we are very much enjoying our time with Revolutionary Girl Utenna, the anime about schoolgirls fighting and fucking. And boy, do we get both of those. <laughs> oh dear. Um, oh my god. Such drama in these episodes today, Nicholas. Well, I mean, like, half of it boiled down to, are we going to get a duel? We are going to get a duel, but... Fuck, the other stuff that's happening is... Uh, it's getting real ooh. cooked. Like, it's getting weird. Would not have expected it based on the... the, the t- 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 <laughs> Tenor? Drink your water, Liam. Tenor? 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 Tenet. Based on Tenet, yes. starring Robert Patterson. As some guy. As Tenet. <laughs> I have not seen the movie. Um, Let me just put it this way. It's all going to boil down to a hand gesture. Ow. And uh, Nick, um, that's about just it. steepled his fingers together. Yep, and 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 that's intersected. Ah, uh, no, the tenor yep. of seasons one and seasons two. Like season two got got a bit dark. Mm-hmm. Season three's really uh, raised the stakes in the terms of fucked up shit going on in this television program. The the amount of fucked up shit and fucked up people. And just general fucking is pretty It feels high. like things are really coming to a head. Like, I thought Nanami was going to get murdered to keep secrets <laughs> several times throughout this episode. Uh, she didn't. But I also thought she, you know, they set up, they faked, I, I assume they faked out her leaving the show forever. Mm. Uh, and like, I gotta know how we still have seven episodes to go after this. Like, we've still got a toga duel to go. Well, I mean. Okay. Toga duel, that'll be one to two episodes to, um set up and yeah, well, do I mean, that. This one's just been... No, no, let me finish. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Then let's let's say th- two-episode arc for dealing with Archeo. Okay. Like, not in this order, but... What, what do you mean, deal with? However it plays out. But what is that? I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. Um, one episode, uh, Denouement, the final episode. Okay. And then two more. And then two, like... Nanami commits tax fraud style <laughs> episodes. And at the end of it, you just see Utena working at the tax office going, you know, you, you're being This really reminds me this. of a story from my childhood. You see, I was going to this school. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the last line uh, of the show. And it's a loop. It's just like Near Automata. That's yeah. it. Mm. Or 30 Rock. Is that a loop? Kind of. Terrifying. <laughs> okay, Nick. Yes. Episode 31. Mm-hmm. Her, Her Tragedy. tragedy. Whose tragedy? Nanami's. Very specifically Nanami's. But you know it's a serious Nanami episode rather than a comedy Nanami episode because it doesn't start with Nanami's weird hijinks in the episode title. Nanami's new cell phone. Nanami's fuckboy. Nanami's lack of sexual desire. All of these could have described a silly episode about her wanting to get with her brother and stealing his cell phone. Nanami's special cowbell. <laughs> Nanami's going home. Nanami's growing irritation with the girls that flock to her brother is put into a strange context when she uncovers a horrifying revelation regarding their relationship. A strange episode title to go with as a joke, but you know what? It works. 
That was, of course, the IMDb summary. Nick. Yes. This is our Ikahara commentary. <gasps> oh, God. For I this love, episode. I love commentary. I wonder what, what strange and fucked up regions we'll explore in this. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to talk at some length about something and then at the very end go, and that's what the aliens abducted <laughs> me for or some bullshit. There once was a girl who said, when I grow up, I'm going to marry daddy. I wonder who she actually ended up marrying. Is that it? No, but I thought I'd take you out. (laughs) Blood relationships are the only relationships we have where people want us exactly as we are. To a child, the daddy who affirms... I don't really like... Keep going. I don't really like that. Read the daddy, Liam. The daddy who affirms everything about her is her prince and the world itself. So the words, when I grow up, I'm going to marry daddy mean the same thing as I'm going to make the whole world mine. Mm, However, in the process of becoming an adult, there come a moment for each of us where we're rejected by the world. (gasps) The person we were so in love with dumps us. The school we wanted to go to so badly doesn't let us in. God, the creature. (laughs) The career we were trying for doesn't pan out. Been there. Yep. Everyone has a moment like that. And that's okay. There's no such thing as something which mustn't be lost. Everyone has the freedom to love someone or something. We are free. We mustn't forget that. Like from a market value perspective or like... <laughs> shut up. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm not going to read this whole comment as well, but I've just noticed that... I, of course, get these notes from a Reddit thread. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just noticed that the top comment underneath that, um, like not responding to it, but its own chain. Yeah. Uh, it just starts with a, a thought that I, I observed to you many times throughout our watch today. So, is Nanami of all people going to be the catalyst for the end of the series? <laughs> now, you multiple times were like, is Nanami the protagonist yeah. now? I mean, she was these two episodes, other than, yeah. you know, the last five minutes of the second one where she was the antagonist. Yeah. Classic pro and switch. Oh, classic Nanami plays. Get us feeling for her and then be like, oh, no, she's still evil. Never mind. <laughs> she's still the literal worst. She's still... An unfeeling psychopath. <laughs> she still killed that In cat. her defence, yeah. this episode, she did go on a night car drive. And you know that what that does to brain chemistry. It's true. It makes you evil. It literally releases the end of the world into you. And you have to let it subsume you. It's like true, you do. Stream, stream? Stream? Some sort of stream amoebic organism. Yeah, that's just science. We've all, we all went to year 12 science class. Well... I have some shocking revelations about my year 12 science class for you. Are they strame? They are quite strame. I did very badly (laughs) in my year 12 science classes. Nick, I'm sorry to hear that. So am I. And yet we open. (laughs) (laughs) Despite the failings of your personal life. Life goes on. Life goes on. We all experience a moment where the world (laughs) rejects us. We have a bad experience in year 12 science class. Mm. We decide maybe chemistry isn't for us. We finish all of the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure anime. And then we watch two kind of fine ones and then one really, really good one. And we think to ourselves, yeah, okay, maybe maybe I made a mistake at one point, but life goes on. Nick, we open for the first time in a long time with Utena's fairy tale backstory. Oh! <gasps> Just giving us a nice reminder of that before I assume shit gets real. I Literally know Nick just... almost did a literal spit take. <laughs> As I softly drink my water with its supple taste. 
I'm not expounding on that. You can't make me expound <laughs> I mean, on that. I was that. trying to bait you into doing that stupid flavoured water ad we oh, keep doing, God. getting on YouTube when this, we watch this. I'm not expounding. I'm sure that American listeners have probably seen a similar ad at some point. And they, I hope, have wretched at the thought of drinking flavoured water. This prince from the childhood, Nick, he had a regal bearing and a kind smile. Ah. And he was like, little one, whose parents just died, don't give up, be cool. And she was like, okay. Can do. He drank her tears from her very so ducts. everything we know about the Utena childhood, right? Yeah. Parents die. Parents die, and then Kiryu comes along as all like, you're no, alright. you're getting ahead of yourself. Parents die, and she okay. climbs into the third coffin they have for some reason, yeah. and is like, leave me in here, I don't want to live anymore. Mm-hmm. And then Kiryu and Sionji are cycling home from daily, their daily sword fight. Yep. And then they're like, hey, look at that cathedral. Let's go in there. Oh, there's a sad girl in here. Let's be nice. Uh, And then they leave and... No, no, no. Hang on. When you say let's be nice, this was Kiryu's long con all along because he's manipulating her to find him more attractive later in life. Obviously. Yeah, but like he's not also not the significant part of that because then we are to assume that the prince comes along after they leave and is like, little one who is so sad, be good. Mm. And then she's like, wow, I love you. Thanks for the dueling ring. This is, this is pretty good. This I'm going to go to a school when I'm older. And lo, she did. So like... Like so many f- of us. Like, and, and also, like, did that actually happen? Did the Sionji and Kiryu thing actually happen? Because when Utena questions Sionji about it later in the series, he's like, did that actually happen? Even though he exposited about it in the first place. I thought he was just being cagey. But also with the whole Nemoro thing, like, yeah. memory is unreliable. I mean, I'm sure it did happen, and if it didn't happen, no one would remember, right? Like, it would be like everyone... <laughs> that's that's everyone... exactly my point, though. People are remembering things that didn't happen, or remembering them differently no, from how they happened. Yeah, but no, but it's not remembering things that didn't happen. It's things did happen, and then people forget, because they go back and retroactively be like, what was this hall? Oh, no idea. So it happened... But then they don't. No, remember. but I'm talking about the whole like the thing thinking that that Mamiya burnt down the hall when it was in fact Nemoro and mm, I don't know then. I, I don't we know. just don't know. It's impossible to know. Nick, it's Kiryu House at night. Oh no. The beautifully rendered rotary phone <laughs> that they keep next to their animated paintings on the wall of little silhouette girls chasing hoop and sticks mm-hmm. and doing jump ropes. The glorious animated gifts of the future. That phone rings and it's a girl calling for, for Kir- Toga Kiryu and Nanami answers like, oh no, he's not home right now. Can I take a message? You could call his cell phone if it's urgent. Oh, you don't know his number? Tough. Boop. That's the noise of hanging up a phone. (laughs) Back in the day when it was... Yeah, in the cradle. The cradle that goes boop. Yeah. It was a pleasant sound in the 90s. Stupid. And then she's like, ugh, that stupid girl. I'm not like the rest of those girls that... I'm not like other girls. (laughs) 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 I'm I'm the sister. I'm the one who has a blood bond Yeah. Here. We're bound by blood, he and I. Blood type B. Well, no, because well, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> get to that later. Um, she goes and watches him in the Rose Garden and he's on the phone being like... He's, he's, he's like got a, another girl in his arms and he's on the phone to another girl being like, what? No, no, I'd never go out with another girl. And then he makes significant eye contact with the one that he's c- cuddling and he's like but also speaking into the phone, you're the only girl for me. And both of them are like, 
<laughs> he means me. But the one on the in the person, the one the one in the person, <laughs> the one in the person yep. gets an added thrill because she thinks that she is like the secret having an affair. One mm. not realizing that she is one of approximately six thousand girls who are dating Toga Kiryu right now. Conservative estimate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's in the Arboretum being all like, uh-huh. Nanami's watching. And then it's that night, and they're on their... their on the terrace? Yep, yeah, their palatial veranda. <laughs> their palatial veranda? Yeah. <laughs> Just... Famously where <laughs> they hung out at the party he threw oh. to manipulate Nanami into becoming a duelist. Christ, it's such a good description <laughs> of it. It's disturbingly accurate. And Nanami is reading a teen magazine that we never see. And she says, oh, there's this compatibility test that says that if two people are of type B. Blood. Then they won't get along together. They're not compatible. They're not able to fuck. But if we just. Mother is type B and so is father. And so am I. The whole family is. You're not, but I'm not saying that right now. (laughs) But we all get along. And then Toga closes his book. Stands up and is like, I'm not interested in what you're saying. I'm going to go have a shower. Do you want to come join me? So, yes, I'm not interested. Where are you going? I'm going to go have a shower. Care to join me? Long, long pause. Long pause. Long, long pause. pause. Family guy level pause. Quick cut to a frog snapping its tongue out at a, at a fly. And then... Then the pause continues. And then we reverse shot to Nanami whose face is... Oh no, you're forgetting. Oh yeah, just kidding. Yeah, so Kiri, after the long pause on the frog, Kiri just goes... Just kidding. And then walks off. Some real uh, anti-comedy there. Yep. And then... Nanami, blood red face. Just steaming. Just absolute livid with desire. Yeah. And then she's uh, sitting next to her bed at night with all her Polaroid photos of her and her brother on the bed being like, we used to be so close, but now we're not. He doesn't care about me at all. Our brothers and sisters doomed to drift apart. I'm going to go watch him in the shower. So, so we're going to talk about Toga Kiryu's showering posture. His technique is... Where he's, he's, behi- yeah. he's, he's a shadow silhouette behind a screen. And okay. she sneaks into the room. And look how long his arms are. Yeah. The real slender man arms. So hang on, if I were to stand up right and, now, that's and, not that long. And look long. at this whole neck-shoulder situation <laughs> here. Where his front shoulder is like probably like 20 centimetres long. Then his neck begins, which is thick. <laughs> Not a minute, no. I suppose there's hair look, there on the backside. Yeah, look at that. If I'm yeah. doing that, right? If I'm doing that right now, does that not look oh, like... Sorry, I was mistaken. I thought that was all neck, but I forgot about his long, long hair. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, but yes, he's got a very weird... Like, he's just throwing his arms wide open and standing for a long time, just looking up at the shower stream. He looks like the latest messiah in a commercial for, like, some anti-dandruff shampoo, you know? Where, like, he's there being like, hey... I need to just bring about the revolution. The revolution of my scalp. Let me outstretch my arms. Oh, is that dandruff I see on my shoulders? Not anymore. No one will take me seriously with that. Hey, is that dandruff on your shoulder? No, it's just rose petals, you stupid bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Head and shoulders. Anti-dandruff gets you laid and gets you paid. And then Nanami steals his phone and keeps it for the rest of these two episodes. Because she doesn't want... Him having access to ladies the very next day. But a crucial glance as she leaves indicates that he knows she was there. Mm. So it's the next day. And I would say conservatively, so Toga is standing out in the big courtyard. Yep. Where so many dramatic scenes have happened. Like um, 
uh, falling off the building tree. Juri and Shiori yelling at each other. Ruka um, dumping Shiori. Yep, yep. Everything's happened here. Now we have Kiryu being literally Just, mobbed. Yeah, I would say, like, in this one shot alone, there are probably about two dozen girls just approaching him and being like, Oh, hey, Toga, you're so nice. Oh, do you want to sleep with me? I don't know why I'm I am on the, this accent. I am the, the Dutch exchange student. Hey, we can go and we can go and put blackface on because we're what? Dutch. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Weird mixed emotions on that <laughs> front, I guess, for anyone in America, but, you know. It's the, uh, um, for, or for anyone, really. Anyone of good taste and, and culture. I guess. Uh, it's the, I've got this, I've got this, it's the... It's not, it's not the Black Rose arc, it's the Black like Face, face arc. arc. Fucking hell. Anyone from... <laughs> and not a, Utana keeps going up to the dueling arena and being like, no, this isn't okay, I'm leaving. Anyone from Denmark is just going to be like, it's part... The, I, mm, the Netherlands, I, not Denmark. Is it the Netherlands? You're thinking, of Dan, you're thinking of Danish. Ah, the Danish, yes. An easy mistake to make if you don't really think about it. Yeah, which I didn't. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. No, um, the Netherlands is gold member. Oh. He comes in and he's like, hey everyone, I am from Holland. Isn't that weird? True, because Austin Powell's dad hates the Dutch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Anyway. So, so, so Nanami is watching from the big watch the courtyard window we've seen so many times. I, I was thinking in one of the two episodes later on, there's a shot where we go to the music room. Yes. Uh, and that's the room with the three, um, like... The three windows. At different heights. Yeah. And that just reminded me, like, I love how, like... You know, obviously in a show you'll have different scenes and different scenery, but I love how all of the locations in this show, like, are so visually distinct. Mm. Like, even this hallway where people just hang out is and look out the window. Like, it's it's the only hallway like that that we see. It's like you know exactly where you are at any given yeah. time because there's only one of that place. And there's like the this there's the there's the school hallway with like the that looks onto the rose garden with the, like the arches. Yeah. And there's the cafeteria pavilion, the music room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Whatever the fuck is going on in Arkeo's house. The dueling arena. Yeah. Even like Mickey and Mickey and the Kiryu house, mm-hmm. who are, which are both just like ostensibly like rich people house. They have their own distinct visual des- visual designs. Like Mickey and Kozue's room has that like weird bird mural or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the two beds. Yeah. In the same room. And the Kiryu house has that um that 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 pagoda we were talking about veranda that enormous the palatial back veranda. Yep. Yep. And the sitting brooding room. Mm-hmm. And we're not even getting into Wakaba's delightful kitchenware. Oh my god, there's <laughs> so much. There's so much anyway, to be done. I just really appreciate the like scenery design in this show. Mm, it's so good I wanted stuff. to take a moment to highlight it. Yeah. Good architectural design. So the first of many think ta- the first of many things happens in this episode. <laughs> the first of many think tanks. Which in which uh, Nanami having stolen Kiryu's phone gets a call from a girl from it being like, Togo, where are you? And she's like, oh, don't you have his new phone number? He must have dumped you. (laughs) And that just happens like a dozen times. Yeah. So she just has a lot of conversations that boil down to, fuck off. A different girl every time. Yeah. You dumb slut. Get the fuck out of here. He's my brother. I'm not going to tell you that. I'm the only slut for him. I'm Nanami. I'm different from the rest of you. I have a bond with him. A Nanami. A blood bond. Nanami. Blood. I'm type B. What blood type are you? I'm also type B. Well, fuck you. Uh, and then she is approached by... The vermin. The three girls that are her minions. Keiko, the other one, and Arco the other and one. Arko and Yuko, I think. Mm. Keiko, Yuko, and Arkeo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Paul's face off. You know, it's hard being a chairman and a goss. A what? A goss. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you think? I, I, don't, I don't really know what that means. Like a, 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 a blabbermouth. Yeah. 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 Did you never... We went to the same school. Surely you remember that terminology being thrown around. I don't recall it. A reckless abandon. I've talked about hearing the goss, but uh, not being a goss. Yeah, you gotta be a goss. Let okay. me tell you. If you're not a goss, what are you doing I'm, with your hey, life? Hey, I'm the number one information broker in the school. They call me the goss hoss. I see you've been playing Yakuza. Goss hoss? Is that good? Goss hoss. Goss ho might also be good. Um, goss. No, that doesn't rhyme. Goss. Goss Ross. Gossip Jessup. My name's Jessup and I'm... Okay, I'm done. <laughs> so the girls are reading the same compatibility test that Nanami was. And they're like, hey, Nanami, what's Toga's blood type? And she's like, who wants to know? What are you possibly going to extract from thy answer? And they sidle away in fear. And she's like, those dumb bitches. He belongs to me. He's mine. My own. Literally. My, have you seen Nick them making a Lord of the Rings golem video game? Yes, I have seen A that. game which posits... What if there was a fucked up weird little guy? I haven't watched the trailer. I just heard about it and went, why are we making that? And I, like, I did what? watch the gameplay trailer, so-called, which just seemed to be like walking through different environments. I am skeptical that it will be good. I mean, most of Lord of the Rings is just walking. That's so. true. Yeah. Much like Death Stranding in that regard. But Death Stranding had balance mechanics. And a deep, rich lore to really sink your teeth into. What does Lord of the Rings have? <laughs> does it have balance mechanics or deep, rich lore? I don't think so. I will always go to the go to bat for the Return of the King beat 'em up video game available on GameCube. Literally every single human being who ever played <laughs> what was it? The Two Towers and I the never Tim had King. the Two Towers. I just had uh, Return of the King. Every single person I know who's played that game has just been like, yeah, that they peaked. Yeah. Video games peaked with really that game. Really good. Like, you can't get any better than those there games. There was, like, ten different characters. Mm. Like, Gandalf, Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas. Frodo, Samwise. Could you play Frodo? Yeah. You could beat up all the orcs as Frodo. I think I think you only unlocked him to, like, have a, have, like, essentially, like, a drunken brawl with Golem in <laughs> in the crack of doom. I but see. once you unlocked character, you could use them in any level. Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, we peaked. We really fucking we did. peaked. Yeah. We should find that game. I've probably still got it somewhere. Yeah, still have a GameCube. Well, you got a Switch. Does a Switch take GameCube? No, disc <laughs> it does not have a disc slot. Mm. Nick, everyone is very disappointed about the new Switch model apparently not being better. Look, but, but I've got a hot take. What? Who are these people who want pro consoles? Like you have to buy the whole thing again. Yeah, though I am half there with you, but if you're going to unveil a console and it has like a better screen, you probably want better hardware to accommodate for the bigger screen. Yeah, but like like getting aside from the Switch unveil, like yeah. who's out there who has a PlayStation 4 and is buying a PlayStation 4 Pro, you know? I don't know. I think maybe people who wait, they're just like, well, there's going to be a Pro version. It's going to be better. And then I'll just wait for the next generation's Pro version. But Nintendo didn't do that. They just went, we're going to make no, a Pro. I don't Pro. get it. I'm going, to buy the, I'm going to buy the damn console once. That's why I stopped using my Wii when Wii Motion Plus came out. Mm. It was like, well, I've already got the fucking controllers. I don't want to have to buy new ones all over again. Yeah, no, I think Pro is a bit dumb, but it's understandable given that technology will keep moving rapidly. At a pace that no man could ever keep up with, with his bare skin. I blame capitalism. Yeah. Nanami returns from her reverie to look down and all those other girls have gone. And now it's just, uh... Utena and Anthe yeah. and Toga Kiri. And Toga 
because of course we remember remember from last episode mm-hmm. that Toga professed his love for Utena to Akio. Yes, and he's like, I've never had anyone will you, will you challenge jo- my ideals yeah. like that before. So I now have to fuck her. So now he's like, will you join me for dinner, Utena? And he's like, she she does her classic like board stretching. Like, hey, can't you take a hint? I'm not into that sort of thing with you. I'm a classy girl with a classy sword. I'm not into you, you weird fucking slut man. Yeah, you're not wrong. I know. <laughs> like, not to slut shame anyone. Like, we're all, we're a sex positive anime podcast. Oh, absolutely. But, yes. uh, Kiryu, he's, he's, he's a fucking asshole. Well, he's, he's lying to a lot of people. Oh God, is he ever. Covering he's... up his true relation, the true relationship of physical intimacy that he has mm. between himself and the chairman of the school, Akio Watari. He's the, all the negative connotations and associations of the slut shaming phenomena. Whereas we I'm embrace the positive this. stuff. Um, it's rude not to ask a lady to dinner. That's an Italian saying, isn't it? You got some Latin blood in you, Mr. President? Oh, do I look like it? Anyway, they all have fun. And, uh, Nanami walks off. Yep. And then we see a very strange bus. Yeah, those three identical boys are carrying... Three identical busts of themselves? No, of just, like... Some some really good some looking figure guy. Yeah. Wearing glasses. The busts themselves are wearing glasses. The glasses are not part of the bust. Uh, they're all carrying them up the stairs, and then Nanami is at the top of the stairs above them, shouting, It's your fault at Utena at the base of the stairs below them. And the poor three gentlemen are trapped between Utena Stuck in and the middle Nanami. with just my two identical friends. <laughs> right in the crossfire. Similar. It's a real my brother, my brother and me situation uh. here. Why does everyone suddenly hate the McElroy brothers? They don't. Good. Um, I, th- I don't think they're at the peak of their popularity anymore. They had a, um, a less than popular series of their actual play podcast, The Adventure Zone, which was recently wrapped up. Okay. Uh, and, you know, there's one episode of the new one out, which seems to be better received. I think it's just... Nothing? It's not... Okay. They've definitely had some clumsy steps in the past couple of years, mm-hmm. but nothing worth writing home about. All right. Cool. I'm glad I've been apprised on this situation. Yep, now you know the rest of the story. The story is there's not much of a story. It's just what it is. And here's the news today. There is no news. The end. Tell me, boy, what day is it? June, June 13th. It's not, it's not Christmas? It's not, not Christmas yet? You're going to ask me this every day, man. Well, you bring the fucking news, boy. <laughs> it's your fault my brother is so... It's your fault my brother is so cold to me now. Ah, uh-huh, I'm gonna sit a while on this on my palatial porch and drink a mint julep. Ah, oh, so hot today. Why is this weird Nanami voice? This is that Southern you've Southern Bell Nanami. Southern Bell Nanami. My my best years are behind me. No man, not even my brother, will touch me now. Do we need to do Southern Brute Utena because we're now in the South? Ah, oh, friggin' like Stanley Kowalski. Well, I'm not going to be having any of this. Akio. <laughs> Utena at the base of those days, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Nanami quick fire is like, I know exactly what I'm talking about. You can shut your fucking face. And in the side of the shot, Anthea's there eating a banana. More on that in a moment. As Nanami hefts those three busts above her head, arms shaking with the weight, and goes to throw them at Utena, killing her? Question mark? Possibly, but it's too late because Anthea just accidentally... We don't see it happen, but the banana peel that was previously in Anthea's hand is now at the top of the stairs... Beneath Nanami's feet. How precarious. The second time in the series that she slipped on a banana peel. Oh, we know that quite, <laughs> quite reliably, if there's one weakness that Nanami has, it's banana peels. <laughs> and so, animals. So and, she, <laughs> and emotions regarding brothers. Yes. 
So she slips and falls and everyone's like, oh no, and she's falling. But a, sh- a heroic figure leaps to her rescue. <gasps> Who is it? Like, is it Kiryu? It's Akio Ottery, Kiryu Ooh. Premium. Uh, okay. And he's just gliding through the sky with her. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't <laughs> be falling on banana peels now. <laughs> Basically. Who are you? Oh, it's my brother, the chairman of the school. Oh, uh, and then they're in the um the sky fuck palace. Mm. And um, <laughs> you know what I mean. The, oh, um, yeah. the sky watching the room. observatory. That's, that's the word. The, the stellar drone. I don't, why do I have such trouble remembering that word? Because it's podcast? a weird word. It's not a good word. Stellar drone. It sounds like some kind of character from a TV What's show. What's the one at um at, at local science education Sci-tech? planetarium? Planetarium. Ah, planetarium. That's not what this is, though. Is it not? No, it's, it's a, a planet It's a here. domed ceiling where you look at the space. It's a stellodrome. Stellodrome! <laughs> Stanley Kowalski, a street kind and desire, Tennessee Williams, we brought it back. Now I'm confused. What is a stellodrome, then, if not different to a planetarium? Ah, a stellodrome is a Lithuanian composer. Oh, great, we got there. Awesome. So, okay. Apparently no such thing as Stellodrome. Let's pick up the pace. Okay. So they exposit to Nanami about who Akio is, uh, and she's like, oh, he's so handsome. Uh, and then Utena and... Anthe? No. Akio have a Akio. moment where he passes her a box and their hands touch and time stands still. It's a first aid box because Akio is tying up the ankle. Yeah, much like how he no, did no. for Utena merely no. an episode ago. Ah. They touch hands. Utena has a moment where it's like... <gasps> Big blush. And he's like, <laughs> with his face. <laughs> See, look at that. Look at that sneer. Okay, that is one. Not at all what he's doing, but two. But it's what he's. he's just... It's what he's doing in his mind. Look at those you know, eyes. I, I cannot you can't refute, deny. I cannot refute this. He absolutely is. <laughs> he's doing the whole like, give me your body to me. Yeah. Thing. And then Anthe returns. She made shaved ice for everyone. Oh, Hooray! Good. She's good at that. And she keeps repeatedly going, Here, big brother, say ah, and feeding him spoonfuls. And literally, the tone of Akio is ah. She's my precious, irreplaceable little sister. Say ah. Ah. Oh, brother, your mouth's turned all blue. Yes, well, yours turned all red. <laughs> Maybe later someone will look at our mouths and but they'll both be all purple because we're fucked up. <laughs> yes, it'll be purple because my hair will be in your hair. So then they've left. Oh. Nanami, uh, Nanami and Lieutenant have left, and Nanami is quite light, rightly like, "Hey, they're all they're really fucked up, right? And it's making you jealous, right? Because you're into him." To put it bluntly, yes. <laughs> no, no, I don't like him. What? Why don't you like him? <laughs> Brothers and sisters. Okay, so some good... I, I love the Utena being so casual about her sad personal life thing. Like, oh man, yeah, I'm an only child and my parents are dead. So I don't really know what that's like. Oh man, it just hit me how deeply sad that statement was. Because <laughs> she presented it so positively. She was like, oh yeah, I don't really have any parents or, or any brothers or sisters. So it's pretty sad. Nanami's like, most girls would be lovesick if they had a brother as cool as that. Even Anthony and Lieutenant's like, no, that's really just. I don't think anyone's that's really that just before. you. I think you're the one doing that. So yeah. there's this statue that keeps changing as we cut to wide shots here. Let's take a look at it in sequence. Okay. Because they're walking through this like statue park, sculpture mm. park. Yeah. So first, it seems to be like two children at play, basically, or like a Cupid sort of thing. Maybe lifting a dumbbell or something. It's yeah. hard. It's it's. it's Backlit, so it's hard to make out fine details. Little cherub but two children, which I assume would refer to like the idyllic childhood of Nan, ah. of Nanami and and Toga. That's a good read. Uh, then it is uh, 
It's two adult. No, it's one adult with a lyre and a cape. Like, uh, like, um, like, what's like, his name? A Greek figure. Yeah, he's uh, literally Orpheus. That's his name. Like Orpheus, who can never be with his loved one. And then it is, um, you know, this could perhaps be if if, we, if you want to continue that net metaphor, Nick, if you feel brave enough to do that. Yep. This could be. I'm brave enough to do anything, Liam. Hades clutching at Persephone. Yep. Or um, or who did Zeus? Who, clutching... who was Orpheus with? Uh, 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 Eurydice. Eurydice. Yes. Like as she the tries muse. to escape the underworld. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's Zeus, though, and that's probably Athena being like, I don't want you to sex oh, me anymore. That's Athena being like, I'm emerging fully formed from your head. Or is that Artemis? I always get confused. I think it's Artemis. Okay. Uh, and then the final shot of it is uh, stacked on top of each other. A true Nanami reference. A donkey or a horse, a dog, a cat, and a chicken. Stacked one on top of the other in that order. I am actually disappointed now that I see this again because I thought, I thought... When, I, when we got a, it's only a second long shot, but I thought it was a cow, a cat, and a chicken, and something else. Which, referencing. Which referencing the significant Nanami animals. Mm. But there was no turtle. Alas. Mm, alas. Big alas. But I think you get the Big idea. Big alas is, of course, the theory that um, between shots in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, Legolas is replaced with a slightly bigger, bigger elf. Legolas? Oh. <laughs> but he can't possibly be Legolas. Ah, but you see. He's been replaced. <gasps> With who? Big, alas. <laughs> is he stronger? Of course. How do you think they got through Return of the King? So Minas Tirith is only defended by a large elf. <laughs> a single large elf, but the largest of elves. Why? How does that work? Well, you see, his bow also grew in size. So and thus the arrows. Nanami clocks Utena's crush on Akio and is like, Haha, let's both do our best. And Utena's like, what? Yes, let's both fuck our brothers. Wait, what? What? No? Back in school, the... The, the vermin. The vermin, as you keep calling them, are mm-hmm. uh, doing the blood test quiz again. Like, hey, what's Master Toga's blood type? And, uh... Oh! And they, they all put their hands up one after another, real innocent-like. Yeah, and Nanami's like, what do you hope to gain from this? Like, oh, it's just just a little... Just an little, innocence. Yeah, yeah, just a little thing. It doesn't mean anything. What's your blood type, Miss Nanami? I'm type B. Our parents were type B. Father is type B. Mother is type B. The family is type B. But Togekiri isn't. He's type A. But, but Miss Nanami, that cannot be. For you see, two type B parents cannot have a type A child. Listen to me, you dumb fucks, alright? I'm telling you right now, both my parents are type B. And Kiryu is type A. Which means... Oh. (gasps) She... I, she, she like first she like stands up and yells at them, leaning over her desk and like yelling full anger, big face. You fool! And like, then, then like she retracts her face, like looking concerned for a second. And then she did another expression too, but I didn't catch a photo of it. But she was like happy for a second. Just the sweet bliss, joyful realization of like, wait. And then if she, he's type A and I'm type B, we're not related by blood. She's sprinting home like it can't be. Why? Why didn't I notice? No, there's no pictures of him as a baby. That means that he, he was, was never a baby. <laughs> <laughs> the, see, what, one of the things they teach you in English at university is uh, that you can never make assumptions unless they explicitly state the thing that is happening. So you can't say <laughs> that guy has schizophrenia. You can't infer anything. Yeah, you can't say that guy has schizophrenia. You can only say, I read it as though this guy probably has schizophrenia. In this case, we cannot infer that Kiryu was adopted. We can merely assume. We, 
right? We can't read. We can read that he was adopted, but he it has not been stated explicitly that he was adopted. We can only assume he was never a baby. Yeah. That's the only thing we can draw from this. He sprung partially formed from his father's head mm. as a 10-year-old boy. Yes, much like Artemis to Zeus. Yes. Much like... Um, Artemis to Zeus. Yep, that's pretty much, much the only like example. Much like Anakin Skywalker from the midichlorians. Much like Jean-Claude Van Damme via time Much like fuckery. Jean Valjean ah. from Javert. <laughs> An entire song dedicated to my head. My head, it comes from my... And then it just explodes outwards. So she's tossing and turning in bed, being like, we're not, brother. And, like, it's it, it's cool because it's it's like a subtle reveal, but she's doing that thing where when you can't sleep, you, like, roll and contort yourself into mm. different positions. And, like, it keeps cutting between her and the just, like, spot on the ceiling she's staring at. Mm. And then Kiryu knocks at the door and comes in, and she is like, all her weight is on her head and neck and one knee, and the rest of her body is all in the air. She like is, like, in a weird, the graceful full, position. The full cartoon, like, logical conclusion of that night tossing and turning. <laughs> so Kiri's there in a bathrobe, being like, why are you sitting in the dark? Oh, no reason. I'm, I'm just sitting. I'm just, I just went to sleep, you see. I see. By the way, have you seen my phone? No. And she, she tucks it under the pillow. She stresses immediately, but it's like, no, no, no I, I would never see it, no. Are you okay? It's nothing. Okay, how about a goodnight kiss? Long Just pause. kidding. Long pause. Like, alarmingly long pause. <laughs> ben followed by, just kidding, good night. Good night. And she blushes. It's the next day. It is Jury. Mm-hmm. It's Mickey. Mm-hmm. It's Utena. Yeah. At the Cafeteria Pavilion. <gasps> they are never seen together at the Cafeteria Pavilion. Well, we don't see Utena hanging out with Jury a lot. Well, because she doesn't have any friends. Jury. No, Utena. <laughs> She's got Wakaba. Yeah, but Wakaba's... <laughs> Wakaba is more like, Utena, you're my friend, than Utena being like, Wakaba, you're my friend. I mean, Utena just seems to, like, drift through life, you know? God, don't we all? <laughs> Ooh. Um, and Mickey and Juri are concerned because Nanami has run away from home, <gasps> spent last night at Mickey's house, <gasps> asked to spend the night at Juri's house, and Utena doesn't really seem to be paying attention. She's just been like... Wait, did she spend a night at Mickey's house? Uh, I think so. She, she asked, at least. Yeah, she asked. Yeah. And then someone says she came to my place the night before that. So she stayed at one of their places. Mm, not good, Nanami. You can't be drifting like this when you go into school, all right? You have to... Yeah, who do you think you are, Sionji? Staying at Wakaba's <laughs> house for six months? Yikes. No Sionji in this episode. We've got everyone else. Yeah. I guess no one really cares about him. He truly is the fool of the student council. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. So Utena's not really paying attention. She's got a lot on her mind. She's like, man, I really would not mind getting with Akio because he's an old man. And they're both like, have you heard anything, Utena, about why she's run away? What? Obviously, you are good friends with Nanami and always talk with her. Oh, no, I literally hate Nanami (laughs) with all that is inside me. I don't think Utena really has it in her to hate anyone. Yeah, I don't know. She's so positive. Well, I don't know about positive, but less, like, hateful. Just not negative. On know? the school roof that looks like an aqueduct, uh-huh. overlooking the dual forest, Nanami is asking Suabuki if she can stay with him. Mm. And he gets excited by the prospect because he's got a big old crush on her. Ah. But then, who's there playing mini golf on the roof? Why, it's Akio. With an excellent putt. He gets a hole in one. <laughs> yes, yes, well done. A good tiger wood shot. That's what, it, that's what, that's like a thing, isn't it? 
Don't, don't, don't people say that's like a Tiger Wood shot or it's like a really good shot? I've never heard that expression, but I do not care about golf at all. So I cannot confirm that. Literally tonight. no one does. <laughs> when Scotland came to the world, they Man. said, what do we have to offer? Kilts, bagpipes, none of that. Golf. Some of the guys Take at it. my workplace play golf and I'm like they talk about it and like I have nothing to contribute <laughs> to this conversation. Oh yeah, so I uh I just bought a new five iron. Oh, did you just? Cool. What the, okay, sure, whatever. Like, you know, I get the appeal of being outdoors. Bad use of land. Yeah. Bad. I don't understand You know how they all turn that numbers? into bushland to consume carbon. I don't know if that's gonna really be enough, though. It's not nothing though. Yeah, but there still has grass. But grass That's what I'm saying. Get rid of yeah. the grass, put in native plants. Yeah, I guess so. Flora but, and fauna. But question, mm-hmm. why are they different numbers on the clubs? Is it the angle or is it like something else? I don't know, Nick. I can't. I don't know. I thought you were a golf expert. A Tory Academy Rule 34, he says. Different to the internet's <laughs> Rule 34. Middle school students sleeping outside of their assigned quarters is strictly prohibited. You must come with me. Stay at my house. Oh, yeah. And then they're in the big kitchen, uh, and Utena and Anthea are on one side of the room near the blinded window, uh, and Nanami and Akio are by the the kitchen island, being like, she'll stay with us. She, uh, I'm I'm happy to be here. I hope you don't mind. And then, uh, as we went, so it's Utena and Anthea standing together, and we cut away back over to... Akio Nanami. Then when we cut back, Utena is standing on her head, which she does a few times over the course of this episode. I think it's to represent her confused, topsy-turvy ah, world. She's and in also right now. her athleticism. Ah, like she does a lot of like stretches yeah. and like stand. And remember things. that time she went to see Akio and she was doing like a crab walk. Yep. Thing. Yeah. True. She just true. does a lot of physical activity when she's idle. Beautifully naive Utena. <laughs> Truly a duelist at heart. Sorry for running away. That's okay. My job is to ensure every student has a pleasant life here. God, if only all universities had that in my bloody ju- days. <laughs> my dream is to turn the chairman's residence into a harem, you see. Huh? Just kidding. Uh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a weird moment. Meanwhile, um, Anthe and Utena are filming... Yeah, not sure what they're filming, but they're filming, they're filming something. Utena. Maybe and for media Utena- class? Yeah, sure, why not? Maybe... You get the idea Archeo's trying to make a harem. Now he's got Nanami in here. Oh, Anthea replot spawns. He doesn't discriminate when it comes to girls. Huh? Is that true? Shot of kissing him? Yeah, of course. What? Huh? <laughs> Wait, hang on a minute. That's basically the conversation. Yeah. And he's got a Kanai. Kanai. Help me. Can- Help me. Kanai. <laughs> Kanai. Yeah. His and- fiance. Yeah. And also, this is our first taste of, like, the weird edge Nana, uh, Anthe's taking in these, in these couple of episodes, mm. where uh, Utena's like, and he's your big brother too, right? Oh, did I sound crazy just now? Yes, Anthe says. <laughs> Very strange. Very Shadow surreal. puppet play. It's season two's lady? Yeah, the single lady. Mm, All the, the single lady. <laughs> monkey has escaped. Monkey has escaped. It's the monkey catching robot from some of her sketches. Hey, everyone loves the monkey catching robot. That's just an intro and outro the sketch lead. The sketch itself is about birds laying eggs and one of those cuckoo birds that comes and puts its <laughs> puts its eggs in another bird's nest. And then that bird raises the egg and then the egg, the cuckoo hatches and kills all the other young. Is a cuckoo a real bird? Yeah. Ah, very good. Uh, it's known as parasitism. And this is obviously a metaphor for... Parasitism? The adoption of Togekiryu. Ah. Or, similarly, 
the entrance of Nanami Kiryu into the chairman's house, threatening the status uh, quo there. Parasitism. And uh, she's getting really angry because it's like, I'll show you all up because everyone thinks that she's an ugly duckling. Yeah, so it's like, I'm, I'm born, I'm a cuckoo, cuckoo. And then another bird is like, look at that ugly, weird duck. Ugh, stupid duck. And the it's cuckoo like, is like, I'll no, show you. I'll show you, I'll turn into a swan. But no. Antenna's like... Because you're a, I doubt it. Because you're a cuckoo. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen. The, the, like, evolution doesn't work this way. Okay. Just... Evolutionary girl lieutenant. <laughs> Spreading the good word. They do a quick rock, paper, scissors store. Who get the two beds? And it looks like Auntie lost. Oh, no. That means we can't hold hands together anymore. Oh. And we can't talk about the themes of the episode. But Togekiru's here to take Nanami back. Oh, that's good. Uh, in a very poorly drawn face, Togekiru's like, just come on. Yeah, Nanami. there were some kind of off-model shots in these two episodes. Like, at the start of the next one, when Akio is in the kitchen, mm. like, he just seemed off. Like, flat. He, he didn't look correct. Mm. Nanami looking sharp as ever, though. Nanami, I'm here to take you home. And Nanami just looks at him like, Brother? Brother! Brother? I'm not going with you. <gasps> Why not, you dumb fuck? We're not really brother and sister. Dan, Dan, Dan. Quick shots of everyone's shocked faces. Except for Anthe. Who's Except for like, Anthe, mm. who's the same as ever. Yeah, same and as Archeo, ever. who probably already knew. So it's true. Oh. <laughs> That's what she's like. Oh. 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 I'm sad. I still consider you my brother. But I, I fucking love you, you bastard you man. You stupid idiot. You sweet, stupid, beautiful man. I wish I didn't have these go, feelings. Just go. And then Utena's like, I'm getting some real confused feelings about this conversation yeah. so here. So then Utena and Nanami are talking in bed. Ooh. Wow. That must have been a real shock for you. Shut Leave me up, alone. Utena. I'm just trying to cheer you up. No, you're not. And Utena says, the line of the episode, nothing's really changed and probably nothing will. <laughs> nothing matters, Nanami. <laughs> she gets and up. Nanami's like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm gonna go get a drink of water. I'll go to the bathroom. She's and she walks into the planetarium and sees a horrifying sight. Uh, she sees Archeo with his shirt draped loosely over him. Yeah, and he's got the back turned, and she's like, Oh, I didn't see you there. But then she cuts herself off because she, first she sees the rose bride dress like tossed aside over the couch and the form of naked Anthe uh, underneath. Yeah. And then she's like crouched, shocked in the elevator, surrounded by red, horrified light. And like there's the form of naked Anthony on the couch. And she's like, oh shit. What are they doing and together? And we, we end this one episode on the very simultaneously phallic and yonic uh, tower mm -hmm. of the astronomy tower. Yep. Which is of course a huge phallic domed building mm -hmm. with a yonic rose emblazoned on it. Ah, of course. And then also Anthe's and like, sudden... Yeah, this like fucking like Anthe ascending angelic nude. Weird, like just sudden... From her back shot. with her hair like spiraling out in all directions. It, it feels like there's more going on there than just nude Anthe, but do not have the context for what it is. We're going to have to rewatch this show. That's the only way we're going to figure uh -huh. it out. Next episode. Episode 32. The Romance of the Dancing Girls. Ooh. I don't know. What that refers to. Dancing girls. Da the dancing girls? Maybe there's just a lot of girls. Unable to face Toga, after uncovering the nature of their relationship, Nanami does all she can to avoid him. Mmm. She sure does. God does she. And here's our episode note. <gasps> yes! As a child, I tried to run away from home for oh, several times. Oh, here we go. 
Usually it was for trivial reasons, like my parents throwing away a manga I loved, or a plastic model. I wanted a place to belong, and I believed that place to be somewhere else. Everybody needs to hear someone say, nobody else will do, it has to be you, sometime in their lives, even if it only happens once. Just once is enough. As long as you can feel sure those words were sincere, you can live through anything, no matter how painful. She's seeking those words too. Who? Nanami, I guess? Probably, actually, yeah. Good, good insight, yep. I'm confused. Go on. Is he saying that at some point in your life you need to be told, yes, you're the one that we need right now? Or that you're important to me, essentially. Yeah, right. And Nanami needs to hear those words right now. Because she's having a crisis. Because she's having a midlife crisis. Yep, she's only going to live till she's 30. Probably less, actually. <laughs> we thought she was going to die this very episode. That's true. Um, sword opens. Looking over the big, beautiful seascape... Of the island that they all live on. <laughs> the big, beautiful The sea. island that may or may not be Japan. <laughs> uh, uh, and she's listening to another phone call, like... Uh, hey, Toga. Still got his phone. Why don't you... Where were you last night? Do you not... Are you not with... Are we not the thing? Utena wakes up. Oh, man. Good morning. And Akio and uh, Anthea making breakfast. Oh, they're up at an early hour together. Mm. Huh. And every time every time Nanami looks at them, she flashes to those horrible things she saw last night. The incest most profane. Sure. Coming this summer. <laughs> Just I wanna hear that guy from like honest trailers or whatever be like, incest most profane coming this summer. I just wanna hear that from him. That's it that's it. Okay. Nothing else. Just just hearing that. Well, they're all having a nice standing breakfast at the kitchen island. Because they, they don't own any stools. They've got to get some fucking stools or a normal table. What are you doing? Look, sit, stand, tables are very important. Like, what? No, get get some get some fucking stools. <laughs> what about, like, stools that are too high? So you actually Oh, like, to... like what Anthony was sitting on when they were filming last yes, night? Yes, exactly. Exactly. That jam is made from rose hips Anthea raised, which are then stewed with brandy and sugar. Mm. Oh, and it all comes to a head and Nanami's very distracted and they're all having a nice breakfast and Nanami reaches out to offer An sorry, Anthea reaches out to offer Nanami some jam uh, some cooling jam and she angrily slaps the jam away like don't touch me uh, she has that realisation moment again that they are banging sinisterly yep and Anthea was like what was well, that for? Lieutenant's like what's the big idea? you leave Anthea out of this <laughs> and Nanami's like you just wouldn't understand. I don't want the jam. I'm leaving. And Utena's like, no, you apologize. Yeah. No. Are you really that stupid? Don't you know what's going on? And then No, she of course I don't. I'm fucking Utena. Yeah. I don't know anything that's going on at any given time. And then after she leaves, Akio walks up and puts his hand on her sh on Utena's shoulder like, she must be terribly tormented. She's just having a rough time of it right now. The trouble with her brother. Oh no, and the jam got all over Choo Choo. How will he fly now? <laughs> Anthe is just like, oh no. Tasty jam. Music room. Music room. Nanami debriefing with Mickey. Nanami is seated at, by a double bass. Yep. And Mickey at his trademark piano. And they're playing a song that is all rests. Mmm. Which symbolizes... Awkward silence. Inaction? Uh, or maybe some kind of... Uncertainty? Uncertainty. Because generally a rest is like actually quite tense. Hmm. In, a, in terms of a musical sense. You know, you got your dissonance, but at least something's happening. So there's a joke here that's like, Mickey's like talking about like, ah, they must have a really nice house. It must be great there. No, I hate it. 
do you want to trade? And then Mickey takes it way too seriously, like, oh, well, I guess I could, I could stay with Aunt Fia, but uh, we'd have to ask Arceus. I was and, just kidding, and, you and fucking sure, moron. Make sure Cosaway's okay with no, it. No, I'm just kidding, all right? You d- I'm not staying at your house again, Mickey. Sweet, stupid Mickey. And then immediately is like, but where am I going to stay? <laughs> if only there was someone generous enough to let me stay at their house. A nice guy like you would be eaten alive by that. I like how everyone likes Mickey. Yeah. Mickey's a generally good person. Yeah. And that's why he can't stay with Archie. <laughs> Nanami goes to the Rose Garden and Kiryu is there and he's got, like, he's embracing someone and we can see it from behind. But for a second, it looks like he's just doing that thing where you, like, wrap your own arms around yourself so it looks like that. And then all the kids are like, oh, who's that? And then you're like, I've tricked you. Yeah. I'm more lonely than you could ever imagine. So he's making out with someone and talking with them. And then, uh... Nanami approaches the greenhouse Makes a noise and hides Toga looks around And the girl's like Who was that? And Toga's like It was no one And she was like Are you sure? It's like It was no one And the girl is like If your sister spotted us together She'd kill me She's crazy That fucker would literally Boil me alive And ever manipulative Toga's like I have no sister My father just told me To treat her like one Can you believe I'd ever Behave like that Of my own free will Towards such an Ordinary common girl Two words never used To describe Nanami Nanami gasps in shock And is like What? What? Surely he'd be Nice enough to treat me well Not his sister You're a scary guy So cold blooded And then This unseen girl Takes a step back Being like It's great that Nanami's Getting what she deserves And Nanami looks up By the window And it's Keiko (gasps) The vermin The one who was brainwashed To fight uh, Utena Back in the Black Rose arc. Because she loved Kiryu too much. Yeah. And now she's getting what she wants. Yeah. Oh my god. Meanwhile, Anthe's having some trouble because... The tap won't turn And off. she she's filling up the... Uh, the watering jug. I was going to say watering lamp. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> the, it's like the a... The genie's lamp she waters the roses yeah. with. Uh, and which I guess that symbolises like all this tension being unleashed. Mm, it's all coming to a head. Yeah. Literally. Uh, and then we just cut back to Anthe slapping the fuck out of Keiko. Like, how could you ever get close to my brother? The consequences. And then... The consequences? The consequences. Tell me, brother. What is your name? Consequences. I don't get it. Because consequences. Just it, the, it just sounded a bit weird, and I was like, oh, okay. I hope you noticed, but you didn't. And now I'm a fool. And Nanami, uh, Kiryu, like, snubs her, and then Keiko stands back up and slaps Nanami. It's like season one frequency <gasps> of slapping. And she's like, you dumb bitch. You it's me who's in control You now. don't have status anymore. I don't need your permission to love Kiryu. I can speak whatever profanities I choose. Come on, Kiryu, let's go make out somewhere else. Yeah, let's fuck in the dining hall. The pavilion? Yeah, that's right. I can do it wherever I want. I'm Keiko. I'm Keiko motherfucking Jones. <laughs> and Nanami's sad, like, you were just kidding, weren't you? You still love me, right, brother? And they just walk away. Mm-hmm. No words. Oh, no. I am no. like all the other girls. I have no bond to him anymore. No special blood bond. Just one of the swarm. It's not incest anymore. It's socially acceptable sexual relations. And... Oh Anthe no! Is sad because the 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 jug watering the, can is overflowing. What's the fucking faucet handle? The faucet handle. Yep. Has come off. Yep. The twisty part. Yeah. What will I do? And that's oh, just symbolism. No. Meanwhile, some real fucked up shit's happening in the astronomy tower. Now I don't know if this is Kozaway or if it's no. Ca- someone can else. I? Oh, sorry. Can I yeah, or someone? It's else? definitely her. That's what she looks okay. like. So she's like catatonic in. On the couch with Akio. 
and Akio is feeding her like a slice of apple and there's a shot of this apple with like all of these forks stuck in it. Now, if you've ever seen Pinhead from Hellraiser, yeah. you'll know that that's what his head looks like. <laughs> yeah, but like. forks. But forks. Fork apple. Fork apple. So she's like, she's like, like, cause the last time we saw her, she was like, I brought my mother to scold you for... For being a shithead. Yeah. And then he seduced the mother and now she's like... Absolutely fucking out of it. Brain dead. So... Is this some kind of magic bullshit Probably. that Akio's casting? Or like had it lobotomized or something. Hmm. Or maybe this is what he does to Anthe as well. And this is just a different... It's possible. Or maybe he's just an asshole and then like, eat the fucking apple. So then in the and kitchen, just, yeah. uh, Lieutenant's standing on her head like, when's, when's Kanai coming back? It's eight o'clock. We should eat soon. I should go see what they're doing. And, and then Anthe's like, no, don't. Don't go in there. Don't look at me. And she's holding this. She's, she was going to make some nice shaved ice for them all. So she's got this big ice saw. And she's literally carving up this big yeah. block of ice. And it's like she steps between them with, with the ice saw. And Nanami, who is like in the fetal position back in the room, is like, wow, you're really scary. And Anthony's like, yes. Yes, I am. I, I want to get that exact quote, actually. It's more like, don't go in there. You, can, you shouldn't disturb them when they're together. And then yeah. Nanami goes, she's just too scary. And then Anthony looks down. With the, uh, so she's just said, think nothing of it regarding um, her feelings for her brother. Like, you can really care about your brother. Think nothing of it. Oh, she's just too scary. Oh, am I? I saw held behind back, smiling down at her. Think nothing of it. What the fuck, Anthony? La filette de la we, we, we really don't know anything about Anthony. No, I think there's something going on that we don't understand, and it might just be for kicks, but it could be. It could be brainwashing. I was about to say for dicks, but then it's like, wait, nah. that's legit because Akio might be sexing her up, which is weird. It's weird. It's in weird. the uh, in the bedroom. Yes. Nanami says what we're all thinking. <laughs> you two sleep facing each other like this every night. And weird. And Utena's like, you gotta be more positive. You know, you gotta you gotta have a good time. Otherwise, what's the point of being alive? Right? Nanami continues skewering Utena's character. Quote. <laughs> it's like you're sort of crazy or dense or something. Uh, oh wow rude of you to uh, take someone's bed then then complain about it mm. oh she's probably glad I did it gives those two an excuse to sleep together yeah they are close siblings god you really are dense um, and Nanami approaches what I always thought was paintings but is actually a window yeah we saw that we know at the start of this episode too yeah so she's at the window yeah. being all like oh, oh you're so stupid no wonder you're able to live with that pervert brother and sister oh, I wish I had a sibling says Utena <laughs> One always seems to know what the other is feeling. Even you and Toga. If you don't abandon your relationship. Shut up! We're nice. We're nothing like them. Yeah. Anyway, he was just doing an act. He's mean and I'm awful. I wasn't doing an act. I was doing it with the vermin, not him. Choo Choo is on the phone to one of Toga's girls. And then Anthe, uh, Nanami snatches it from him. And it's like a really chipper girl being like, Hello, hello, it's me. Hello, can you come see me? Let me hear your voice, please. And Nanami scolds this girl and says who is this tell me and then Akio voice goes the end of the world go see Toga Kiryu and Nanami's like go what that I was like go what I think both of us just went oh Shit. hey it's me who is this end of the world and you know <gasps> the, you know the stuff you know yeah. the early episodes of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure part one Phantom Blood yeah where oh how could I forget Dio Brando comes home from uh having been to London to stop 
Jonathan from finding about his about his poison. Where he then immediately gets shot up by the but, but police. But before that, though. Yeah. Before that, where he comes in and then Jonathan had been standing, in, sitting in the dark that whole time, being like, you're a poisoner, do you, Brandon? <gasps> it's that, because she comes into this dark room mm. where Tolga is just sitting, waiting, like, welcome home, Nanami. And I was like, they're going to fucking kill her because she saw too much. <laughs> Genuinely thought that was going to happen. Mm. No one's died in this show, but I was—I thought they were going to fucking kill her. I mean, what if, right? Like, it, it came pretty fucking close. Yeah. There's something I want to ask you. What? Do you know who ended the world is? Why do you ask? Because I love you, no matter how you feel. And Kira, Toga is just like, love me. <laughs> but I know it can never be like that. So I requested a transfer and you'll never see me again. Oh, and then you mean this transfer Toga request? Toga pulls it out, unopened. And Nami's like, what? How did you... And then Toka stands up and is like, there, can you hear it? No. <laughs> if your soul is not truly no. given up. And we headlights approaching the window behind them. And the, the usual shots of like the dashboard lights flicking up and the, the, the um, exhaust pipe. Kiryu then takes his shirt off. Come, come with, follow us to the world you seek. And, and we always thought it was kind of an abstract symbol of mm. this car. Uh, just showing up. But it smashes through the window and glass goes everywhere. It just destroys <laughs> everything. And the phone had been ringing in Nanami's pocket and then Akio behind the wheel says on the phone to her, come, it's time for your drive. Just having driven the car through the window. Uh, and Nanami's like, what? Wh what? And they're in the back seat of the car and she's like, who is this fucking guy? Uh, it's the chairman. Yeah, you've met him before. He's the chairman of the Atorian No, Academy. like, he's, he's not normal. What's going on? What do you mean, what's going on? I saw him and Anthe. Brace me. <laughs> In fact, I literally think that's what happens, doesn't it? Well, he, he starts laughing. Akio starts laughing uh, first. Yeah. And Nanami, like, questions him. And he says... I unveil... No, yeah. not, yet. no not yet. So much more happens before that. Oh, God. What do you see with your eyes? Merely your own world. What? The world you perceive. The world in which you exist. A world like a labyrinth with no way out, where you are doomed by your limited point of view to endlessly wander the same path. He's basically been like, oh, tiny Nanami. You, sweet, <laughs> you don't have the grand girl. perspective I have. Which... I unveil the end of the world. What do you do, Nanami? What do and then, you like, do? Cut away to the engine quickly and then like oblique shots of the side of the car as like Kiryu like tries to force himself on Nanami. She's like, no, fuck off. Pushes, Pushes him, back him back in the very roomy car. Mm. And Kiryu's like, isn't that what you? Yeah, Toga's like, isn't this what you wanted? Isn't this everything that you dreamed? No, of? we're not really brother and sister. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, then what is it that you do want, Nanami? And then he does the thing like, I reveal the end of the world Nanami to has you a now of as well. Yeah. Climbs into the front of the car, and they do that thing where they drive along the highway. Yep. And then it's the next day, and Nanami silently approaches the vermin, and they're all like. Ah! Nanami. <laughs> Nanami, it's so, you. I was paying attention to the dialogue, the audio dialogue here. I noticed they were oh. calling her Nanami-chan. Very, uh, like... Oh, Nanami-chan. Patronizingly. Oh, such sweet childlike glamour. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Nanami, I don't need you anymore. Yeah, you I'm above you. It's almost as though when you treat us like shit, it was just so we were groveling to you. And then... And, oh, I guess everything's changed now, hasn't it, you dumb bitch? And then we cut from there straight to Na to Anthe hitting the ground in the Rose Garden as she gets slapped. And Utena being like, what the fuck was that for? And then scroll, like, pan up from Nanami's feet. Uh, and, and the three vermin are behind her. They've all got bandages on their face and bloody noses because she clearly just kicked the shit out of all of them. She pulled a Yakuza moment yeah. where it's like, 
Oh, we don't respect you anymore, Nanami. Yeah, you do. Oh my god. Let's Terrifying knuckle cracking from Nick Ballantyne right now. What can I say? <laughs> I hope they picked it up as well. Just so they can all hear my Alright, let's fucking do this, I'm Nanami. Today after school in the dueling arena. What? Nanami, ridiculous. Oh yeah? Well, I've taken Choo Choo hostage. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. Now we have to fight. You know, she's never refused a challenge before, so I don't know why this was necessary. <laughs> and then I think Shadow Puppets? Yep. Uh, the Shadow Puppets is, one of them is using psychokinesis to bend cutlery. Ooh. And the other's like, it's fake. It's not real. So then she pulls out another piece of cutlery. Yeah, and it's like, all right, another psychokinesis. Fraud, a trick, a huge pile. If it's a trick, how am I doing it? Throws like- I don't know, scam artist. Yeah, throws like her fork into a massive yeah, pile yeah. behind her. Oh yeah, special psycho. And then the girl bends. She's and like, then, nah, it's not it's real. It's a trick, it's a trick. And then the, as we cut away, like to a- uh, Shot of the city or whatever. It's like maximum power, psychokinesis. That's nah, not real. It's not. And we hear her bones crack, and she's like, "Ow!" I don't really know the the intent of this one. The thematic link. Why is it? She thinks it, it's a fraud. Is it like the whole like lie that we learn that Kiryu has been doing to manipulate Nanami here? Maybe. And then, but which one's Nanami? Is she the fraudster or is she the fraudy? The fraudy. But then her back breaks. Yeah, but it's not a one-to-one -one literal. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I mean, it could be, right? It could be. It's all about deception and lies and interpretations of things. Nick, it's time to duel. It's time to duel. Dun 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 Nanami is reclining <laughs> seductively on top of the hood of the car in the dueling arena. And Kiryu is also there. And Utena's like, Kiryu? What are you doing you, here? You put her up to this? Nah, nah, this is her, her whole deal. But you, she's on the car. You always drive the car. She's not really my sister, you know. What? And then he says the most hypocritical line he's ever said. You shouldn't interfere in the business of others. You literally blurted out, that's all you ever do. Yeah. And then she exposits that her motivation in this duel is to surpass everything. She says, she says, she sells, she sells seashells by the, the Nanami. If she, if Nanami beats Utena here and now, she'll be in that act by the transitive property, mm -hmm. surpassing her brother. Yep. And then also the previous person she used to be who was obsessed with her brother and like, Securing herself a new lease on life. Right, so she wants to be independent and free yeah. of the shackles of her past and self. Sees her own destiny for herself. Yeah, viva la revolution, if yeah. you will. Anthony pulls a sword out of Utena. Kiryu pulls, pulls a sword out of, out of Nanami. No, out of himself. Out of himself? What are you talking about? Nanami was down there. Yeah, Nanami was on the Nah. Yeah? Nah. Yeah, that's how this always works. The partner pulls the sword out of the person. I mean, it's pretty different... It's been different several times throughout this show. Nah. It, it doesn't really matter. We'll right? go back and watch it a second time. Good song this time. Okay, what were the lyrics that we both went, oh. Okay, I'll grab a couple it of snags. It was like spherical something. It was, okay. Even the first Spherical one. expansion. Planner contradiction. Oh the God. world of all creation. Sorcery aesthetics astronomy. Me, you, the study of our nature. Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay, we did it. Oh. Um, Nanami's trademark aggressive style just sprints right in at Utena. They fight. They fight. Kiryu is just standing there with Anthony being like, they sure are fighting. 
Remember in season one when I also watched them fight and that gave me crucial insight into Atena's prince attack? Yes. Mm, mm, mm. We've learned nothing. I feel like I've learned a lot. I'm Togokiryu. Yeah, but we haven't learned anything about how you can defeat the prince fight. No. Uh, and there's a cool, it's a cool device here where it's Nanami's interior monologue being like, my brother was a part of who I was and I truly believed there was some, a special bond between us, but now it's nothing. 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 Uh, and then Utena's monologue responds mm-hmm. as they're fighting. And I expose this is, you know, if we wanted to read this in a literal sense, this could be a conversation they had prior or after. Yeah. But it's also kind of the the philosophies that they're, the arguments that they're bringing to the physical argument that mm-hmm. is their sword fight. <laughs> the physical argument, aka killing one another. Yeah. Did there have to be a special bond? As long as you've got feelings, it doesn't really matter. Believe what you want. And Nanami's like, fuck you, blood relations. Nanami does a big jump attack. Utena rolls away and dodges. Uh, and then Nanami's running in again, super aggressive, but she she falls into one of the classic blunders, which is allowing Utena to win the duel. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, the prince comes down, the car crashes, and Nanami is there sad and alone yet again. Yeah. Not like Sayonji or Shiori or the co- the Mickey siblings. Like, they're not, like, totally spun out. She's just standing there. And she's just like, but but I... She drops the what sword. What do I have left? Oh. And Utena's like, I don't fucking know. Meanwhile, on the bed in the sky pervert's roost... Akio and Toga Kiryu are having a conversation. A, shir- Toga got a shirtless, there, but- bebedded conversation. <laughs> Are you ever going to tell Nanami that you actually are siblings? I don't know. <gasps> you what? see, allow me to expose it. We were both adopted by the Kiryu family. <laughs> Nanami was a baby when it happened. And <gasps> Akio's, you know, I think loath as I am to give Akio credit in anything, to his credit, he is like, you should probably tell her. <laughs> no offense, I do some pretty fucked up shit, but that's low. But I think it's more romantic if we're not related by blood don't you no no such an awful brother akio says see no because it's a lie and then we just have a shot of the phone on the couch open going off yep end of episode end of episode that's it that's a podcast baby there can be no hope in a world where nothing is real nick what are our highlights and lowlights this episode my highlight is keiko getting it on with toga kiri (laughs) Because it's the perfect character that we have had characterization for and also is the perfect character for Nanami to just immediately beat up on. Well, yeah, it's a nice follow-up to her Black Rose arc episode because, like, that her, the whole, like, character arc of her in that one episode was like, oh, I love Toga, but I am ultimately subservient to Nanami. But and now in, she... the, in the instant that Nanami loses her status... That's it. She takes it. Yeah. Like a fucking vermin. Like a rat. Like a big fat rat with a warp stone gun. My highlight was, um, who is this? End of the world. Go <gasps> see Togakiryu. Hello, Nanami. That whole sequence, oh that was God. just like, God, I'm so sure that like some serious shit was going to happen. And it did, but like no one died. Not in the way it we was thought. just so sinister. Yeah. Low lights. Low lights. Probably Togekiri trying to rape his uh, sister. In the car. In the car. Yeah, not good. Especially since he knows that he's her sister. Yeah, but I, I think he was doing like a double bluff there. I think he fully expected probably, that. that probably. Like, it's still terrible. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, mental trauma. It's, what is that? That's not a real and legitimate <laughs> disease. Like, what the, you know, you he can't. Is nothing if not manipulative. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. My low light is probably... 
Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a hard one. Or is it? <laughs> I just feel bad for Choo Choo getting covered in jam. That is a sad moment. <laughs> I will say that is a sad moment. So, just Utana, so stupid living with these two. And not realising, yeah. oh, something's going on. I'm also so intrigued by whatever's going on with Kanai there. Yeah, and if that's happening with Anthe or if it's just coincidentally. Yeah, like he's clearly like such a fucked up villain. Or maybe it's just like she, he's so seductive that she's just given up. Who knows? Ah. I don't know. And why were all, what does all those forks and the apple symbolise? Well, it's the apple of Adam and Eve. Oh, of the desire. apple of knowledge. Yeah, and thus that's he's the, stabbing yeah. into it to manipulate it and destroy that kind of beauty and wonder and just take what he wants from... Know, yeah, I don't know if that's a cogent read. <laughs> it could be, though. <laughs> Nick, what is going to happen next time on Revolutionary Girl Utena, episode 33 uh-huh. out of 39. <gasps> Getting close. Ooh. The prince who runs through the night. Don't you dare. Don't you dare tell me we're getting a reference to a prince in the title episode. I reckon it's not going to be the prince. It'll just be Akio because he runs through the night on his car on absolutely, the highway. Absolutely. So it's probably going to be... Utena's going to figure some stuff out about this damn prince. Yeah, what if? What if, right? Now, as I, you know, usual patterns holding, we are still due a toga duel sometime. I don't think that'll be next episode, though. What if Akio pulls the sword out of toga? Yeah. What if? Yeah. What if Anthe pulls a sword out of Utena for Utena to use, and then Akio pulls a sword out of Anthe? Jesus (laughs) Like, assuming direct control. No. What if, right, get, okay, here's a bold claim on my behalf. Sword of Dios. What if we get a duel with Togekiru, right, and then the very next episode is like an Archeo ep, but there's no dueling arena. It's just him being like, take the sword, just just fight me in real life, just do it. What if, what if he's just like, no dueling arena, none of that. First blood. <laughs> exactly, right, first blood wins, that's the real duel. What if it's like... The real duel is life. You know, As the chairman of a school, I need to teach you these lessons. Yeah, what if like, it's like, um, uh, like those real, it's like kids movies. And then at the last moment, they're like, and now the stakes have heightened, right? Where it's like, we've been fighting like fun VR games this whole time. Yay. And then at the end, it's like, and now we're in real life. Shoot me with this real gun. It's like Yu-Gi-Oh! when they go to the Shadow Realm. <laughs> it's like, um, it's like Metal Gear Solid. Where Raiden has been doing 300 VR missions, right. but now he's in real life. And Solid Snake is like, well, here's your real test. Shoot me with this gun. He's like, I can't shoot with this gun. It's like, then you've already failed. Is, is, is In this scenario you've concocted, is yep. Akio once again pulling from the Togekiryu playbook to be like, you can't beat me in a duel. You love me. Exactly. But not love. It's more just like you couldn't possibly win if you tried to actually but kill someone. But he is deliberately stoking that love. Oh, ah! Yes and no. I mean, we I had feel... a whole episode about that I mean, last yes, time. yes. He's obviously been like, you love me. But at the same time, I think he'll just be like, you can't kill me. You're too afraid. You're too weak. I'm too immortal for that. Exactly. So it'll probably be something like... So, all right. Next step, I reckon the prince who runs through the night will be Toga with Akio. And Akio will be like, I'm the prince who runs through the night. And then the he's episode not, after He's that, not going to say that. He will. You know I he think, will. I think that this episode... Utena will realise what's going on. A okay. bold claim because it's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> but then it'll be like, wait. It has happened up. once before with Nemoro. But it was a pretty quick <laughs> uh, realisation and not at all. Like, yeah. Anyway. No, I reckon maybe it'll just be like a Togekiru mixed with Akio being like, fight me IRL, coward. Is it going to be, here's, here's an alternate take on that, mm-hmm. in the lead up to their inevitable duel. Yeah. 
uh, Akio is going to start having sparring lessons with Utena. IRL? Yeah. Mm. To be like, practice sword fighting with me. It's good for our students who know fencing, but actually I'm emotionally manipulating you in preparation for our future magical duel. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know. If Anna Tenner's like, wow, if only I knew someone who could help me practice sword fighting. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. Definitely. Mickey, jury. No, that's jury, the joke. No, that's jury, the joke. No. Literally everyone she knows. <laughs> I mean, jury's not going to help, but anyone will jury help. Jury would help. Jury gave her a sword to fight Toga that yeah, time. Yeah, but didn't train her, did she? She doesn't need to. She's a tenor. Oh, She's got that magical right. prince attack. That's true. That and is no true. One but, no one but jury can block it. Mm. And Toga through emotional manipulation. Anyway, I'm going to have to edit this long podcast tomorrow, so let's wrap it up. Okay. JoJo's World. And until next time, to to be be continued. continued.